0: which they continue to talk about here's the soundbite and boost annual economic growth so they're saying harry that you're wrong that they're right that these tax cuts all the way across the board and for the corporate thing will stimulate through job growth and through economic growth and will more than offset that which is back again to the reagan plan and you're saying rubbish
1: yeah here's my response if, these, if they can do these tax reforms and create 4% growth sustained for the next five years, I will quit my profession, move to Australia and become a limo driver. That's how strongly I feel about this. This ain't gonna happen, period. We've already had stimulus wow. beyond anything imaginable in history for nine years and what are we growing? Two percent. Okay. We're not gonna get four percent. I don't care what these monkeys do. They don't understand the economy. We're in an excess supply economy already
0: Talk, just talk because that's what we do here friends. Malcolm Out Loud Talk. Welcome to the show. Well, I think we're certainly overdue to talk some economics, and uh, boy, i got to tell you, this: uh, the stock markets are rising, they're climbing high, uh, consumer confidence is a big factor in all of this, new administration, of course, in play, a uh, lot of factors going on. Then we got this whole tax, reinventing of the tax code, that, that's been a soundbite we've been hearing from Washington, uh, you know, uh, for a long time, and yet, you know, it never really has happened uh, it's been, been quite a long time since we've had a real revisit of that thing. Of course, we have one of the highest corporate tax rates in the world as well. We're going to talk about that as well. Talk about some, how some of these natural disasters have played into things, and where, where's our deficit at in all of this? Where, where are we going? Well, listen, as a country, in our personal quest for financial freedom, uh, and how do we how do we mirror all this together to be confident moving forward? I'm i, I got to be honest with you all, I'm I'm getting a lot of different reports, mixed reports, in fact. And some of these reports, I, I won't kid you, leave the hair on the back of my neck standing up. And I kind of cringe a little bit sometimes. I think, oh, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen then. So, hey, listen, we're going to break it down here today. We're going to talk about all of this. And, um, and I've got here uh, a dear friend of mine and of the show here. We haven't talked in a little bit. Well, actually, just before the president... Um, took office so it's been a little bit Uh, and of course we've got harry dent um, economic forecaster new york times best-selling author Uh, his last book the sale of a lifetime uh, how the great bubble burst of 2017 can make you rich and now he's on this he's got a believe me i knew before i even spoke to harry just a moment ago here as we turned the mics on here that he's working he's got his new book wrapping up and that'll be coming later this year and I, i already knew that would happen because there is so much happening out there but I also, I also want to do a quick business with you here, real fast. So just follow me. I've got three things I want to tell you real quick before we bring Harry on. And the first thing is, I want to first tell you about Harry's newsletter. Uh, so Harry's got a really cool newsletter. It's called Economy and Markets. It's a free newsletter he puts out there uh, because he's he's kind of one of those cats. He's Harry's authentic. He's true. He kind of follows his trend. He's a forecaster. He looks at all the factors, of course. Forecasting is tricky business, and you gotta know where the ups and downs are, and you gotta know, you know, what's happened in the history to be able to predict the future. Well, Harry's really good at that. And so that's why we're going to talk today and get into his mind a bit. But I want to drive you to this newsletter just because Harry's here today, and I think you should know about it. Um, HarryDent.com is where you'll find it. It's a, it's a free newsletter. There are no no you don't play games. There's no uh, curveballs here. But you'll get the latest and know what's going on in the Harry Dent world. And listen, my friends, that can't hurt. The more information we all have, the better off we're all going to be. So that's number one. I want to say it real quickly. Second thing is. You've been hearing me talk about healthy self for a while. Well, let me tell you what, none of this financial stuff matters if you're not healthy. <laughs> if you don't have your health and you don't feel good and, you know, it, it's funny how your priorities change like immediately. And I know because I was kind of dealing with this myself this past year when I had a bit of a collapse myself and really hadn't been taking care of myself. Uh, I know, go figure, right? (laughs) A lot of you could probably relate to that. So I started taking, it was sent to me, a supply of this healthy cell. I had no idea what it was gonna be, but it was highly, highly rated and recommended. Uh, the, the the founder of this, uh, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, is a Nobel Prize nominee and a Goosey Prize winner. Uh, he had done some amazing things with the uh, uh, you know the point of our cells. So it's not a vitamin or a multivitamin, all that garbage, which I don't really partake in. But this is something that gets fundamentally into our cells and kind of fixes it holistically. It's it's really really important stuff. Anyways, I took it. I had big results. I liked it. I felt better, sleeping better, less stress, a little more balance in my life. You just take two in the morning, two at night. I really like these people. I really like them. So I partnered with them, Healthy Cell, and if you go to the front page of AmericaOutloud.com, you got two choices here, basically. If you just want to try it for a week or so, we'll send you a free sample. It's Just click one of the links right there, and you'll see the free sample. It's right on the homepage again. Can't miss it, AmericaOutloud.com. And we'll send you a free sample to try it. I mean, that, we're confident about this product, so you've got to try it. The other thing is I negotiated a, a discount price for our listeners here at America Out Loud. Normally, somebody would pay $109.99. Uh, plus shipping for the product, uh, we negotiated 79.99 for our listeners. But you have to click that link on the front page of America Out Loud, or you don't get it. It's that simple. Okay? And it will bring you to the page where you'll get the discount price. The code is Out Loud, I believe it is. And anyways, you get the picture. But free shipping, 79.99, and and this is you, you, this is the monthly plan that is just you know we waste more money, all of us do. But one thing I've learned in my life: take care of your health. And speaking of which, the third thing I want to tell you about real quick, I just got back from the mountains. Oh man, I got to tell you, I love being in the mountains. I love just, (laughs) I just love that part of life and nature and I just got to disconnect sometimes. And so... I ended up going up to North Georgia, kind of where Tennessee, North Carolina come in. And, I, and, and I, I went up there one other time and I met a really interesting man. They have a lot of properties up there. I really liked what I seen with these folks. And I love their pro They have over 50 properties. Uh, they're really cool people very service driven i got to know the, uh, the the guy who owns it a bit paul gribble is his name he doesn't even know i'm talking uh, to to you today about him but i really felt impacted because he was so gracious uh, their people were so gracious i love the way they do business i love the views i love the cleanliness Far better than a hotel, and these people, uh, I think, take care of you. Again, he doesn't even know I'm talking about, but I I just think it's some value I want to bring to you. Let me give you the website now: GeorgiaMTNCabins.com. GeorgiaMTN, British for mountains, cabins.com. There's no link on that. This is just a courtesy call I'm putting out there. Paul Gribble is the owner of that company. Check it out. Again, friends, anytime we can bring value to each other and do something cool, I think it's worth it. And that's why I mentioned those three things. So remember, Harry's newsletter, harrydent.com. It's free, economy and markets. Healthy sell, so you're alive to read the damn newsletter, okay? (laughs) That's the front page of AmericaOutLoud.com. And then when you need a break from all this nonsense going on, (laughs) go to georgiamtncabins.com. Enjoy, relax, smoke a cigar, have a glass of wine, live life. What the hell? we got to live life, Harry, right? That's right. Okay, all right, well listen, President Trump just tweeted out just 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 now just just happened today here stock market hits an all time high of course we've been hearing that that's like that's been verbatim now here, but unemployment lowest in sixteen years, business and manufacturing enthusiasm at highest level in decades Wow huh. Eight months in, they had uh, over three percent growth. They were pretty ec- ecstatic about that. Let me start right here, Harry. Den, why is consumer confidence so high right now, and how long will it last?
1: Well, consumers are very simple. They just follow the trend. Same with investors. The longer they see something go up, the more confidence they have in them. Smart people, smart investors, smart consumers think the opposite. I, if, if I were Trump, I would not want the stock market to keep running up so strong because it means you're going to have a bigger correction or bubble burst when it happens, and it's going to happen on his watch. I said, I don't care who got elected when we talked last that 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 the next president is going to see one of the biggest downturns in our lifetime just because we've bubbled up so much and just because the Federal Reserve and central banks uh, have have put so much free money, and extra money in the economy that of course people are feeling good everybody's getting a free lunch Mm -hmm. businesses are borrowing at zero near zero short-term near zero when you adjust for inflation long-term borrowing and bond issuances consumers are getting lower mortgage rates lower car rates lower prices all because of this and and the economy came out of the deepest recession since the Great Depression so of course people feel better But you can't look at consumer confidence. You can't even look at the stock market right up until something peaks like the bubble in Japan in late 89 or the bubble in 1929 in the U.S. or the tech bubble in March 2000. Everything looks great at the top. You can't look and say, oh, confidence is high. Oh, stocks are doing well. Unemployment's low. Things look perfect at the top. It will never look better than at the top of a market. So you have to say, look, What could go wrong, number one? And number two, what are the underlying trends? I'm telling you right now, from studying history and past consumer spending cycles and business cycles, we would not have had the stock market in new highs and this nine-year boom without $14 trillion of money being printed by central banks and near zero interest rates adjusted for inflation. I mean, it's a free lunch. So, So that's my problem. It's something for nothing. And, and my problem, we'll, we'll talk about a little later, with, with the tax proposal, we've got excess capacity around the world, especially China and stuff. You 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 lower taxes to get businesses to invest more. Lowering taxes right now is going to give more money to business owners and corporate executives and nothing to Homer Simpson, except for some little minor cuts. So uh, cut taxes in the early 80s with Reagan was a great idea. We were in a an economy that had huge supply deficits and runaway inflation—that's when you do supply-side economics. We, we've just had the greatest boom and bubble in history, and there's excess capacity everywhere, and basically, the the government's keeping things going through monetary and fiscal stimulus, something for nothing. And I don't like those three words because life has told me you don't get something for nothing, mm-hmm. and if you do, watch out because you're going to pay for it down the road. So I think. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting stretched here. When, when Trump got elected by surprise, literally the day, the first day when the market turned around and made that strong reversal, we said, hey, we were thinking the markets were looking like they're peaking. They kind of stalled in 2015, 16. But no, the markets are convinced they're going to get major tax cuts. The markets are convinced that something's going to happen here. And you're going to see at least a 20, 25 percent rally. Now we're sitting after that 20, 25 percent rally. And I'm thinking we're getting close to a major bubble peak here. And I my best guess is somewhere between October and January, we're going to kind of like form a top. And then then again, the, the fact that this market's gone higher than ever on artificial economy, it's it, everybody thinks this is fine. It's the worst sign to me, and I would not want to be president or Federal Reserve chairman.
0: While this is happening, okay, I'm so, sorry. I mean,
1: Trump, Trump. walked into this. He didn't create it. He right, walked right.
0: into it. So, so I haven't said all that. A lot of the times, you just hit it a moment ago when you talked about supply and demand economics, and you talked about the Reagan era. I hear a lot of comparisons uh, just about every week here. I am hearing comparisons between the Reagan tax plan and the Trump tax plan. What happened then? What happened now? But I, I didn't. I haven't heard from anybody. The point you just put on it, though that we're not dealing with the same economics and the same fear uh, playing board here. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're dealing in the opposite. The economy goes from excess supply to balanced supply and demand and then then excess, um, you know, demand. I mean, we go through these cycles. I call it spring, summer, fall, winter. We were coming out of a summer inflationary bust when Reagan came in into a fall, glorious falling interest rate, high tech, baby boom, spending boom. And we need it. We, we had uh, massive, you know, excess prices and, and, and supply shortages. Everything he did from deregulation to tax cuts, that was the time to do it. But we're at the opposite now. If I would have been advising any presidential candidate, Democrat or Republican, in this last election, 2016, I'd say, don't run now, run in 2020 when things will be bad and the worst will be over and you'll look like a hero when things turn around as reagan came in as fdr came in you know after you know major problems that happened, and you look like a hero
0: well and you've said that i've heard i've heard you say that before so so here here's the big thing before we round this part of it up here let me ask you straight out here number one does Donald Trump realize what you've just said? Do, do you believe that he understands that he, that right now he is playing Superman or trying to play Superman, but that it's going to catch him and that that's going to hit him right in the backside? Or yes. is, is does he know this, Harry? Or tell me, or what's, well, what's the deal?
1: Well, you know, y- yes and no. But you got to remember, he's very impulsive. Somebody said he's got the uh, impulse control of a grease fire. You know, I mean, he just he goes from one thing to the next. He said back months he said this is a big bad ugly bubble. Okay, it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to study history and see that every time you have a big bad ugly bubble, you have a big bad ugly burst and there's no two ways around it. You don't get from a fall bubble boom through to the next spring innovation and boom again without going through winter. There's no way to do it. There's no way to do it in the weather, nowhere else. And the Federal Reserve and governments are trying to defy gravity here. And, and I, my thing is, don't fight natural forces. Don't fight Mother Nature. Don't do it in your health. Don't do it in the economy.
0: Don't do it with weather. But or Harry, he's else. doing that right now. And you know damn well he's going to get blamed for this entire production.
1: That, that's, that's the whole point. If this thing goes down mm-hmm. after it went up in the early stages of his candidacy, he is going to get blamed for it. And the truth is, he walked into something that was already going to happen I would have advised somebody, if you are going to get elected, walk in from the as an outsider and say, this is the biggest mess, this is the biggest bubble in history, it is a big, bad, ugly bubble, and I'm going to do everything to try to minimize the impact of this. But uh, he's promising 4% growth. I'm telling you, Malcolm, it ain't freaking going to happen, period, for any sustained period of time. Never again. And the demographics only get weaker for many years ahead. Productivity is near zero. Why? We have an aging society, and old people don't get more productive. They just don't. Some people do, but the average older person gets less productive, less innovative, all the way well, the point, fundamentals, Harry. and they just get worse.
0: That's a good point. But they, uh, didn't they just do like, uh, correct me on this, wasn't it like 3.1% or something like that, if I remember right? Well, productivity, yeah, it used to be 2%,
1: 3 4%. Okay. Now it's a half a percent, and our projections show it's going to go negative Wow. as more baby boomers move into retirement. Retired people are not very productive. Would yeah. you agree? Right. Sitting around exactly. playing shuffleboard and playing golf? Exactly. They're saying 3 to 4% growth and okay. really shooting for 4
0: Okay.
1: Look, even with all this stimulus now for nine years, we still can't get above averaging 2% growth. And that's with, with massive amounts of stimulus. Imagine what the growth would have been without $4 trillion printed by the Fed and another $10 trillion print, printed by all the other central banks in the world. And now everybody, especially Trump, proposing to cut taxes. Look, people, we've got income inequality at the highest level since 1929, uh, the last time we had a great bust and bubble boom burst. When you cut these taxes, I, what I'm worried about actually is the thing most people least worry about. I'm worried about the corporate rate cut because it is you know, strong corporate, high corporate executives and business owners that are this top 0.1 and 1% that are running away with all the profits. And by cutting corporate taxes, they're not going to build more stuff. Well, They've you, had free money for nine years, and they've only done stock <laughs> buybacks and, and, and all LBOs. Well, and all, right,
0: all right. Well, hold on to that though. Now, you're letting the cat out of the bag. i got to pause here a moment. You know, the only thing I can say is when you were on last, you warned of many of these things, and you knew it was coming. Now, I, I'm going to suggest to you my last point on this part of it is that the I'm, I'm guessing, Harry, that you were thinking some of this was going to happen sooner faster by now but yeah uh,
1: until the trump rally
0: exactly but when i saw
1: that i said no man this is a real rally the, the stock market is convinced they're going to get made exactly it, health care plan they're convinced they're going to get major tax cuts and that's good for the stock market and it's good for rich people that buy stocks. so
0: it's been pushed out further is what you're saying yes. so he really is playing into the whole house of cards here then
1: well, he's playing into it, but it was him getting elected. that I mean, the stock market mm-hmm. was not going anywhere until he got elected, mm-hmm. and, and the market realized this guy's going to push through tax reform faster than anybody wow, else would wow. and, and stronger. And that's what the market's been rallying about. But, well, but I think it's already discounted that. So yeah.
0: now what's it going to Stay right there. We'll be right back just in a moment here with Harry Denny. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
2: Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way.
0: So, Ken, good to have Harry back here. And We're talking about here the uh, the Trump administration coming in, taking the reins, the stock market, the confidence rising, you know, and, and he kind of explained it in a way that I wasn't sure where he was going to go. But it, it makes perfect sense that this this is a huge bubble right now that has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and. I just wonder and I've always wondered uh, you know how do we how do we how do we fix this how do we save this and how do we but I think Harry you pointed out before to me that there's no way I mean in other words it's so bad and so big and so far long gone that we're going to have to go through this next pain chapter whether we like it or not is that correct
1: Yeah yeah the only way to prevent a bubble from being too bad is not let it get so bad in the first place bubbles will happen because of human nature when things are very good This would have happened anyway. The fall season we talk about with falling interest rates and rising technology and a strong generational spending trend, you're going to get a bubble just because of human nature. But when governments come in and push interest rates down any lower and push taxes down even lower and stimulate the economy even more, you get an even bigger bubble, which means a bubble burst. I can tell you one thing, Malcolm, with 99% certainty. I've studied every bubble known to mankind Mm -hmm. back for all of modern history and anywhere else you can see it. Bubbles only do one thing. They burst. They never come down with a soft landing or step by step. And in fact, most major bubbles, including 29 and 89 in Japan and the tech bubble and many others, the first correction, you'll get half of, of, of the burst. In two to three months. That's why I tell people, man, if you're playing the last two, three, four, five, six, seven percent, man, when this thing goes down, you're going to get whacked.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, because most
1: bubbles burst 80 percent, but 40 percent will tend to come in the first two to three months, and nobody's going to – Anybody
0: sitting in there is not going to catch that. Well, and one of the things I'm wondering, and I want to come back to this question in a little bit. I don't want you to answer it now, but think about this. I want folks to hear this. So what I'm wondering that comes to my mind right now, Harry, is when this thing happens, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing from what you're saying, it sounds like it's going to be uh, the early part of 2018. Um, yeah. yeah. is what I'm guessing here. Yeah, you confirm that. So what I'm wondering is. What are the steps? What happens? Because Trump doesn't like to lose. Number one, he hates failure. He hates incompetency. The man is a, a, a bit of a crazy man in that regard. And and so, what steps does government? What do the what do the feds do at that point when it gets as bad as it's going to get? Don't answer that now. I want to come back and okay. answer that question. And but that's an important question to me, Harry, because we're talking about. We're talking about a pretty bad state of affairs here. I mean, you're not painting a pretty picture here with what's going to happen. This, this, is, this is big stuff. This is big news. <laughs> I mean, this is the one singular event, uh, calamity, that will change the, the, the entire program for all of us for a lot of reasons. But again, back to this house of cards. And I want to get in a piece of that house of cards is the tax code. Now, Harry, listen, we have one of the highest corporate tax rates in the world, 35% plus, plus, plus. Uh, Granted, there are loopholes. Granted, there are incentives and advantages. Granted, that's just the way our complicated tax system works. My question is, what's wrong with bringing it down to 20 percent? Of course, the president wanted to bring it down to 15 percent, but uh, are we not paying too much in taxes or what?
1: Because corporations are already, especially, are, are already making unprecedented taxes, have unprecedented stock prices versus the economy. They're getting too much already, and the people who benefit that, as I said earlier, or the corporate executives have stock options and the people who own small businesses like me uh, and, and stuff like that. These are the people that have already been running away with all the profits, all of the gains. And since the nineties and in the, in the tech bubble and all this stuff in this bubble economy, while Homer and Simpson keeps losing ground with real adjusted wages and stuff. So it just means you're going to get more income inequality. And again, my point Is if nine years of free, pretty much free money, got most companies to only do mergers and acquisitions and stock buybacks and LBOs and stuff like that? That only it's artificial. They're just reducing the number of shares. They're not building new plants and creating new jobs necessarily. If they didn't invest with all of that and with this two percent growth, why are they going to invest? Because you cut their tax rate ten percent. And again. It is an illusion that we have the highest tax rate in the world. We also have the most deductions. I, what I'm for, I am definitely into tax reform, 120%. I'm into tax simplification. Amen. Forget all these crazy deductions and special interests. Take away the damn mortgage deduction. Take away maybe even the charitable deduction, although that's the last wow. one I'm taking away. Wow. Take away the state and local taxes, deductions and stuff, and lower the rates. Make it simpler. I mean, I spend more damn money on, on tax accounting than I do. But yet they you know, keep talking about
0: account. that, Harry. And Trump has talked about that, too. But they're not doing that with this reinvention of the tax code. That's not happening, is it?
1: Well, it's because there's so much special interest that any time you try. I mean, they're they're already having there. They were going to cut out the state and local tax deduction. Oh, right. Well, of course, there was a big backlash of special interest against that. Now, they say it's try to cut the mortgage deduction with the housing lobby. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and try to make changes to health care with the with the AMA lobby and stuff. Our problem is special interests have hijacked democracy and central banks have hijacked free markets. The two things that have created our prosperity since the American Revolution in the late 1700s around the world are have have, have basically been nullified. And okay. that's the problem. That's the reforms we need. Simplify taxes uh Get rid of special interest lobbying. I I would outlaw all lobbying if I were president. That'd Mm -hmm. be the first thing I'd do before I tried to fix health care, because that's the problem with health care.
0: What you're saying here now... Is something we've all hoped for. We 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 we've all been praying for this. This simpler, a, a real genuine, simple tax system. You're a hundred million percent right, Harry Dent, because we all spend so much money with the, again the accountants and the attorneys and the financial system. It's such a complex bunch of rubbish. You're a hundred percent right, and they talk about it and talk about it, but they never deliver it because of what you just said. But here's here's what gets me a little up here at the moment. Little um. Again, it makes me unsettled, is this. Donald Trump ran on the whole swamp thing. This was his big, big deal. He upset a lot of people, continues to upset a lot of people, because he doesn't play that road that you would call politics as usual. But yet, Harry, the lobbyists, these analysts, the lobbyists, these these people these uh, on the backside of things, they're, like you said, influencers. They're influencing all these policies and all of the agenda. They're dug in deep. They're dug in deep. Now, having said all of that, I get that. That really is the essence of the swamp, Harry. That's the swamp we're talking—that really is the swamp. The politicians are just the frosting on the swamp, as far as I'm concerned, right. okay? The, the real swamp is who you're talking about right this very moment. Having said that, you give me a big pause now for a lot of the Trump fans and people out there, because what you're saying is, really to me at least, unless I've read this wrong— that Trump is really quickly and quickly but accurately becoming part of the swamp pretty quick here.
1: Well, and there's another factor, too. People say, OK, here here's a, a change-oriented president who has now a Republican majority. Right, he right. does not have a united Republican Party behind him because they didn't want him. He outsmarted them. He had a superior strategy. He realized how polarized the politics are, which is part of the topic of my new book coming out, I mean, it's gone more extreme right and extreme left. That's why Bernie did better than anybody expected against Hillary. And that's why Trump beat the whole rest of the Republican Party. But they didn't want him. And so so they're fighting him. And he also, since he doesn't have diplomacy and doesn't Mm -hmm. play the game, he's pissing them off as well. So how are you going to make change and get health care passed and maybe even tax reform? if you don't if you can't build a coalition i mean I, there is something to politics about being able to build coal, coalitions and and reach across the counter and all that sort of stuff and he just doesn't do that he what he does is keep his base strongly behind him but he's not making progress dealing with people he needs to do to actually get change happen and so i think that's another thing i mean health care didn't happen and they came back again it looks like it's not going to happen tax mm-hmm. reform is supposed to be a slam dunk because more people are for that, but who knows? I mean, there's there's centrist Republicans that are worried about deficit. And, you and know, if you cut taxes just when we're about to go into the deepest downturn of our lifetime, it just means instead of billion dollar government deficits and recession, you're gonna have two billion.
0: So let me say this now: so Reuters comes out and they're saying the plan again, it's confirmed, contains up to six trillion tr- tr- trillion. I can't even say that word real clearly. <laughs> trillion with a T in tax cuts. According to independent analysts, that's that's the confirmation, right? Which Trump and top Republicans say they would offset, Harry, by eliminating loopholes, deductions and tax breaks. But here's the key, which they continue to talk about. Here's the soundbite and boost annual economic growth. So they're saying, Harry, that you're wrong, that they're right. That these tax cuts all the way across the border for the corporate thing will stimulate through job growth and through economic growth and will more than offset that which is back again to the reagan plan and you're saying rubbish
1: yeah here's my response if these if they can do these tax reforms and create four percent growth sustained for the next five years i will quit my profession move to australia and become a limo driver that's how strongly i feel about this this ain't gonna happen period we've already had stimulus beyond anything imaginable in history for nine years and what are we growing two percent
0: okay
1: we're not going to get four percent I don't care what these monkeys do they don't understand the economy we're in an excess supply economy already and China has excess supply that makes us look like nothing and they're the second largest country in the world and the largest exporter in the world we're not going to get four percent we're not going to get major investment in new plant And new jobs because we don't need them. We're at full employment. We've hired back all the people. All this 2% growth has done is hire back the people that lost their jobs in the 2008-2009 Great Recession. Now we're at full employment. And guess what our workforce growth is now that we're in full employment? Near zero. How are you going to create 4% growth with a near zero workforce growth for several years to come and 0.2% after that, almost nothing. And productivity that's dropped to half a percent and we're projected it's going to drop to zero lower you can't get four percent sustained growth unless you just send everybody a check for a hundred thousand dollars and tell them to spend it within three months you're
0: going to shoot them wow wow i'd love to have a check come in for a hundred grand in the mail for for, for no well i
1: wish i wish this qe instead of going to the bank's and, and stuff. I, if, if you're going to do QE, at least send it to Homer Simpson.
0: You know, I want to talk a moment about the deficit, the hindrance with this deficit business. Now, the main problem is that, uh, you know, the feds again, the government here is swimming in like massive red ink, which Harry, you and I've been talking about for many, many years.
1: And this is during a boom. Exactly. You're supposed to run surpluses during a boom. And oh, then, of course, wow. you're getting red ink in a wow. downturn.
0: Well, so uh, if you're running,
1: if you got red ink and a boom, what do you think you're going to look like when we get a, a, a real downturn like we did 2008
0: and 9? Right. right. Well, we, we've got an. So, Harry, right now we have an annual deficit of five hundred and fifty billion dollars. Now, we're, we're dealing with billions and trillions now, friends. So let's So yeah. keep, keep up here, everybody. Don't 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 get lost here. So an annual deficit of five hundred and fifty billion dollars and a national debt. That has now well exceeded twenty trillion in climbing. This is this massive bubble, but this really horrible situation that that these people we put into office have painted for us, and and so. But I want to. I want They're talking about a net effect. So the Republican tax plan says that okay, they're going to slash the corporate income tax rate to twenty percent. He wanted fifteen from the level of thirty-five which many multinationals, uh, are, are, they're already doing the tax loopholes by keeping their money out of the area. Anyways, that's been a real problem. But now um, Warren Buffett comes out and Larry Fink and other, you know, big money guys, and they say, wait a minute, no, 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 don't go down to 20%. Uh, if you want to do a little tax cut and make yourself feel good and everybody else, you can still do this and come as low as 27%. Do you buy any of that, Harry, to, to maybe make, give a little break but not so much?
1: Um I don't think businesses need a break, okay? Again, we've got, like I said earlier, record profit margins, record stock and profits versus GDP. Business and, and, and the top 0.1% 1 to 1% 1 to 10% have never done better. All of this stuff, especially tax cuts. Who pays the taxes? Middle class doesn't pay crap in taxes. The average below middle class pays nothing. The only tax most people pay largely is Social Security, and we've got a huge deficit in that coming in the future. So if we cut Social Security taxes, then, then you might as well say, well, nobody's going to get Social Security because they're not going to get it anyway, by my calculations, mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30 years from now. So mm-hmm. th- this is something for nothing, waving a magic wand. If you do something to increase innovation or investment in, in things that can really create growth, that's one thing, to just cut taxes to people that are already rich, making record profits, and not investing in their business, but buying back their own stocks, doing leveraged buyouts with cheap money, orchestrating mergers and acquisitions that just rearranges the same existing pie, you're not creating long-term growth. And we haven't been creating long-term growth. Remember what I said, we've simply been hiring back the people who lost their jobs 2008 to nine. The total workforce of eligible people has not grown in the last decade. And it will shrink for the next five to six years and then barely grow for decades ahead. You can't grow when your workforce is not growing. And you can't grow when businesses don't have productive investments to make that will pay off because we have excess capacity and nobody to hire anyway.
0: See, what I'm seeing is nobody really thinks in the long term And I think Harry will agree, uh, friends, with what I'm telling you right now, but I don't see anybody really going up into Washington, including Trump or anybody else for that matter, really thinking long term. And there's a reason why that is, friends, because uh, politicians innately want to just fix the immediate moment because I want you to understand something the immediate moment is what they're most interested in and the immediate moment is how they get the next election it's how they get re-elected again it's how they get the kudos and the oh what a great job they did you know not looking back 20 years from now and saying wow look at that job that that uh, obama guy did or that trump guy did or that bush guy did back then man there was some tough pulling but he really tightened his belt up he made some tough decisions but by golly as a country we're far better for it see you don't get any of that today nobody's really looking Looking out for the welfare of this country and without anybody really looking out for the long-term welfare the, the the net effect of that my friends is we are leaving our families and our kids and our grandkids and the rest of them with such a horrible freaking mess that I can't even imagine what this thing is gonna look like down the road or how big this bubble gets before it explodes uh, so I don't think you disagree with anything I just said Harry
1: no, no, exactly. Politicians, by the way, it's structured mm-hmm. are rewarded. It's it's the old wimpy thing. I'll glad gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. That's <laughs> that's, that's what happens in politics. That's people it. want you you, you you look good by making people feel richer today, although that always has a cost tomorrow, because you don't get something for nothing. Anybody can look at history and all of human evolution and tell me that you get something for nothing again I'll quit my profession and go become a limo driver in Australia we'll, you don't get we'll, something for nothing. you're gonna pay for this if again making real investments in education and right. people improving their skills and people aging and people embracing new technologies and getting iPhones and getting on the internet these type of things make just cutting taxes especially when you have excess capacity um, or putting free money into the economy and distorting the entire system so we can do all these crazy stock buybacks and stuff, which only, I mean, imagine looking back to these major corporate managers that bought back their own stock at the top of the damn bubble, and then it crashes 80%. Mm-hmm. What are they going to look like? Idiots. Why? But the government gave them the ammunition to do that. They made it so easy, and they don't have much avenue for growth except for overseas. Mm-hmm.
0: So they did it
1: they're gonna look as stupid as everybody else.
0: Hmm. Now you see, friends, why I always have to take a couple of antacids after Harry leaves the show, huh? (laughs) 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 <laughs> but the good thing is I take healthy sell, and that means up for something. But anyways, we're going to pause here. We're going to come back with Harry. Let me just lay this out for everybody so you know what's happening here. First of all, go to harrydent.com. Get the newsletter. It's a free newsletter, Economy and Markets. That's number one. You've got to do that. Number two is go to the homepage. Get healthy sell so you're healthy to deal with whatever's going to happen because – one thing I found out recently, you don't have your health, you got nothing. None of this conversation matters. And I'm, I've, I've become really big on this now because I, I get it. Because, because it, faced, it faced the reality, faced me head up. Third thing is, if you need to go to the mountains, um, go to georgiamtncabins.com. Why? Because it's a cool place. I just got back from there, and I like what they're doing. Well, I've got to tell you. That's some good investment, Harry. If I can be healthy, if I know where I'm spending my money and I can can take time in the mountains to, you know, have a glass of wine or smoke a cigar and just enjoy life, that's a good life. Now, I hope like hell next year at this time, we're not finding your ass in Australia driving a limo. But in the meantime, (laughs) in the meantime, we're going to pause right here. And that big question I threw at Harry that we're going to answer right after this break here in the one that I want to know that's near and dear to me what happens at that moment with a trump administration that sees the glue now fall apart the bubble that burst and now it's at our doorstep i'd like you to meet lieutenant randy sutton law enforcement veteran author podcast and talk radio host of blue lives radio on america out loud randy whether it be a public event turned tragic or natural disaster law enforcement is steadfast when it comes to public safety even in spite of media criticisms why because the
1: men and women of law enforcement are dedicated to what they do it's about service it's about the community
0: Lieutenant, an america out loud has a spotlight on law enforcement and our military how has this impacted you in getting your message out on blue lives radio
1: oh it's it's been a life-changing experience malcolm I mean, you mean- the, the opportunity to tell the truth, as we call it, the out loud truth, is, uh, has been a life-changing opportunity for me. You know, as my role changed from being an active duty um, uh, police officer to being an advocate for law enforcement, America Out Loud has provided a forum for that, and it's touched literally hundreds of thousands of lives, and it has deep meaning to them. It brings them the truth about law enforcement, and
0: it helps to bridge some of those gaps that are taking place within our culture. Our goal is simple, to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. It's to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. America Out Loud, welcome to the new era in communications. Without a doubt, my friends, this is a game changer. It was for me, and it can be for you. I want to give you an exclusive offer today for our Friends of America Out Loud. We appreciate you, and we want to show it right now with our complimentary gift. You can try this today free with our Healthy Cell Pro 7-Day Sample. Now, when I say free, I mean it is 100% free. Free shipping, no risk, no obligation, no credit card required. It's a complimentary gift from us to you. Now, healthy cell, it's, I'll tell you what, 90-plus nutrients are infused into every cell of your body. This product has been incredible for me personally. I don't think it can be for you as well, so I want you to try it. It'll boost your energy, you'll sleep better at night, sharpens your focus, you'll feel healthier, and hopefully we'll all live longer in a beautiful, prosperous life I always talk about with you on the show. Well, I'll tell you what, you can go to the front page of AmericaOutloud.com and just click the large banner ad, and we'll have that complimentary gift right off to you. I propose this big question now. The Trump administration is in power. Everything they've done has not really prevented that bubble from bursting because now it's gotten really big. Uh, the, the escalation of all of this is in our face. Well, again, the Fed's always going to be behind the curve.
1: They were in 2008 and 2009. When they finally did act, they acted extremely strong, stronger than any time in history. Nobody's ever done QE like that. And then everybody followed them around the world. But remember what I said earlier, win a bubble first. Now, this is the most extremely seen. This bubble is now more extreme than, than the tech bubble in the late 90s. When this bubble first burst, it will happen really quickly. The smart money will sell like crazy. All this leverage will start to unwind, just like it did for the oil bubble in 2008. That burst 80% in four and a half months. Well, stocks are likely to burst something like 40% in, in two and a half to three months, just like they just did it in China in late 2015. The government basically got people to speculate in stocks to try to get them out of speculating and overheated real estate. And then the stock bubble burst, and it burst. Forty some percent in two and a half months. So when that happens, okay, yeah, of course the Fed's going to react. But stocks are already down 40 percent and debt and leverage is unwinding and the economy would move into a very quick recession. Um, So so to that for the Trump administration, there's two things could happen. He could just say, okay, I tried, but nobody did what I said and everybody fought me and nobody passed my bills. So I'm just gonna go out and join Steve Bannon and and, and, and be a, a you know I'm just gonna keep my campaign going in the media but but hey I tried to change and now the system's falling apart. he can blame it on whatever or what I learned because I is I was a consultant to new ventures in, in the early to mid 80s in, in California and while I'm consulting to them normally it's it's not easy to make changes. There's all these you know resistance of management and board of directors and stuff. but man when those companies would get in trouble, I would come in and be CEO for six months and change everything rapid fire. The other thing Trump could say is, OK, look, this thing did fail. I told you so. And blah, 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 blah. Now he gets to be dictator in, in a in a in a crisis. Mm. The head guy, if they know what they're doing, has a lot more power. I, I got more change done in companies I've consulted to for three years in six months. So so it could go in either direction. He could it could strengthen him if he played it right mm-hmm. or he could just say, OK, I give up. I'm wasting my time here. And I think it's going to be more that because the problem is it, he's not going to have that strength and confidence mm-hmm. when he's pissed off so many people. I mean, that's the problem with Trump. Yes, he thinks against the grain. He's willing to do something different. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he does it with no deploy, it's one thing to tell North Korea, hey, you, you know. We're a lot bigger than you, and if you do, and if you get anything, we can do this, that, that, and that. To call the guy Little Rocket Boy I is know. stupid. I know. It's just egoic stupidity. It's two two year old. Which is why
0: the speculation out. is out that the Secretary of State called yeah. him a moron. A yeah. lot of people would agree with that sort of talk. There, quite frankly.
1: But that's the thing. You're not going to be when, when yeah. I was. Consulting these companies and, and making some of the right changes when things fell apart because the entrepreneur was still crazy or was doing something wrong, and I couldn't. I had I had confidence behind me. I could right. walk in, and then people would follow me off a cliff because they knew, hey, I might have to cut half the employees and change this and that. But at least we'd have half the employees. People knew. I mean, these companies looked like they were going to go under. So you got to have that credibility. And I don't know if Trump would have that credibility to switch. To that's really, an interesting an point you bring up. Leader.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting point, Harry. You know, I, I am always cringing with his Twitter business. Uh, he'll bring up a oh. very, very valid point. Um, I find he—you're you're so right, though. He—it it, it makes me very—I'm un- going to just tell you all whether you like him or dislike him. It's not to really the point. I just tell you the out loud truth. I tell you what I really believe in. I, I believe it really is. I think Harry, you're on to something because I think it is a child's play. And I, I can't understand for the life of me somebody that is is so smart as he is, and somebody that has is is willing to go against some of the swamp business as you've said, Harry, and somebody who's you know played the game fairly brilliantly up to this point. Some people say to me when I bring this up, Harry, they say to me, "Well, this is all part of Trump's strategy," and that's what they say to me. And then I think, well, and then I try to intellectually figure out what that strategy is. And I I can't come up with a compromise in my mind that says there's any value to pissing people off in the state of what you just said, like the little rocket man and so many others, like the feud he just had with the San Juan mayor in Puerto Rico. Here's
1: this lady on the streets. I tell you, she's popular down here. Yeah. She's a woman of the people. Yeah. And here he picks a fight with her. I don't get One it. person to pick a fight with. I
0: don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, and this whole thing, oh, should he, shouldn't he be on Twitter? Well, listen, friends. If if you're going to be on Twitter or whatever, you've got to have some decorum. If you're going to be on Twitter to be, you know, a lunatic or a madman, that's another story. I
1: don't have a right. problem he with being on Twitter. That. He does not have that judgment. He is extremely impulsive. All right. I always tell people, look, you know, you may be 71 or 55, you have your physical age and stuff, but there's a psychological age. You know what I put him at? Two. Age two. Terrible two. Me, me, me. I'm in control. The universe revolves around me. And I tell you, that can be very good for entrepreneurs. A lot of entrepreneurs have that dictatorial, you know, control everything, change the game to be very demanding. But, but for, for politics at a time like this, and to be picking fights with people, uh, Other foreign leaders, people in the Republican Party.
0: But, you know, Harry, I, I hear you, I hear you. But, you know, I'm always trying to be, you know, you know me, I'm always trying to be a bit of an optimist a little bit here. And I have to tell you, and all will disclose you here, uh, with the uh, Las Vegas tragedy, which we've covered here on, on this show and on our network extensively here, we have some really good pieces and commentary and opinions from many of our experts on America Out Loud. Friends, if you haven't read, there's some really, truly remarkable stuff, like from Lieutenant Randy Sutton, Harry, who's a 34-year retired Las Vegas police detective. To one of our experts and a guy that does one of our major shows Blue Lives Radio uh, he was on this show I just did the other day he, and in fact he did a very special tribute to uh, this entire production out in Las Vegas but the point is my point with Trump is that this whole thing about uh, uh, the gun control laws, which I don't want to get into here, but my point is I've been so pleased with the fact that he hasn't taken that on on Twitter, and he continues to say someone has really got a hold of him in a room and said, don't do it. And, you know, back to control and what you said a moment ago, Harry, he's actually doing that really well right at this moment. Now, will it change? It probably will. But right now, he hasn't engaged all of these people with this conversation in social media and others. He's saying not now is not the time for the victims. So at times there's glimmer of hope that he is playing it right. But sometimes it just gets dashed, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like he does best when there is a crisis, a hurricane or a shooting like this. But in normal politics, hey, let's get this bill passed and let's do what it takes to get it through. That he does not do well at all. He he does pick fights with the wrong people at the wrong time, out of an egoic thing.
0: And again, this isn't about you know bashing the president. I know you don't do that either. You're you're a truth nope. sayer. you're a truth sayer as I am. Uh, we say it like it is, and that's why I this appreciate that about you. But we're just calling it as it is. I mean, we both want Trump to succeed. I know you do. I know I know I do. Uh, but you know you've got to have some decorum in the process. Is all we're saying. Simply says it's got nothing to do about. it. Well, and
1: again, real quickly, just to reiterate yeah, something I yeah. said before. When this thing goes down, yeah. I mean, it's not that he maybe he's made some mistakes and stuff. It ain't going to be his fault. This thing was already baked in the cake when he walked in right so i'm not going to turn around and say oh if it hadn't been for trump the stock market wouldn't have crashed." well i know you're true i don't care who got elected it would crash. Well,
0: i know it's accurate because if you if you don't believe that just go back and listen to the last talk harry and i had just before trump took office and you'll hear him say exactly what he just said without even knowing trump was going to be president right You said whoever was going to be in office was going to pay a price for this thing. You you even said, I wouldn't run in 2016. I would write to 2020 or 2024 is what you told me.
1: Whoever gets elected
0: is going to be the next Herbert Hoover. And guess what? He
1: was an outside business person who got elected and then had the Great Depression happen on him. He didn't cause that either.
0: Right. Right, right, right. Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, sometimes right place, right time, too. Or some place, you know, sometimes... Like Ronald
1: Reagan and FDR. They were right place, right time. Bill Clinton walked into the strongest economy the U.S. economy had ever seen, and I predicted all of that boom before he walked into office, so I know he didn't cause it.
0: Okay. Harry, last moment, you were living in Puerto Rico when this hurricane came, uh, and these natural disasters have been unbelievably—I uh, mean, the, the, the financial costs, I mean, the human life is always a tragedy, but bar none. Let me be clear on that. There's no amount of money uh, for a, a human life, as far as I'm concerned. But the, the, the tragedy uh, financially to all of these places—Texas, Louisiana, Florida, and now we've got Las Vegas problems. But Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico was absolutely devastated. I mean, you were living out there now. Uh, you, you've you kind of moved out of there now at the moment, Yeah pretty bad well our friends our friends
1: down there i moved there uh, about 15 months ago right. and the friends we made and they said hey get out of here we tried to get out it was too late we could not get out and it was a good thing because we literally spent 15 hours i my wife and and, and mm-hmm. our assistant that lives with us literally holding the doors and constantly duct taping and wow. towels under. The so you were we on the island
0: fight. when that thing hit and came through that category 5 hurricane you were there yeah wow now,
1: for, for 20 condos on our side of the building facing east, which was the worst side, mm-hmm. 15 of them went out. We were one of the five that survived only because we were in there literally physically fighting the thing and holding it together and putting mattresses in front. Of I mean, oh we just had to keep God. this was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Wow. And the funny thing is that, you know, when Irma was coming along, that was supposed to be the worst storm ever. Well, it went a little north of us and was bad, but wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. This was not thought to be that big a deal because it wasn't going to hit the United States. But, oh, this thing, dead shot. I mean, you know, one day before, it did become obvious. And, again, too late to get out. Uh, So we just had to duke it out. And and I'm glad I did. Now, I got up to New York on Saturday, last Saturday. So you were there for
0: all that time with no power and no nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, now our condo has a generator. So we get power a good bit of time. Our condo. Our condo has a cistern so they can do- dole out water maybe every three, four, four hours for 20 minutes so people can take showers to turn on the dishwasher. Wow. So we we actually did not suffer. You were one no, of the blessed ones. had no electricity, no water, wow. and worse than that, cell phones. We're in a tall condo, and our cell phone worked perfectly wow. down there. But, but 95% of people didn't even have cell phone service. how well, that's, I mean, I don't even know how people know.
0: don't commit suicide or something. I mean, it's terrible. I know, I know. Hey, you, are you are you moving back there or are you staying in the in the?
1: Well, or? I have to value, you know, we've okay. got a property on okay. an island there, which been okay. a long-term investment, and I'm keeping that one way or the other. Wow. But we've been leasing a condo because where we are in the beach areas, it, it's wow. the only bubbly area in Puerto Rico. So I wow. lease for two years. My lease is up May of next year. I'm just going to have to evaluate whether I can stay right, down there or not. Right, right, I want right. to stay down there. I like it, and it's in. Right. I'm like a 30-minute uh, hill hopper over to well, my vacation home. It's well, it's great.
0: Well, I got to tell you, Harry. I hope you. I I hope you realize how blessed you've been, and that you said a prayer or two after that day with the hurricane coming through, huh? Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> you, we were very lucky. Your island
0: was not. You were one of the very few blessed ones on that island country there on that island uh, uh, state rather, and uh, very fascinating. But anyways. Well listen, HarryDent.com, uh, again, Economy and Markets is the newsletter there. the books are obviously widespread out there in publication, friends. You just go to Amazon.com or go to HarryDent.com, you can steal them. They're all there. They're no problem there. And uh, listen, you've got a whole lot here you just learned uh, from Harry. And I I suggest you all prepare and figure out what's going to happen next. But we'll stay on this for you here. And uh, thanks for being with me here today. This is Malcolm Out Loud here. We'll see you back at AmericaOutloud.com, friends. Take care. God bless.